At Athletic Brewing Company, we've built America's first craft non-alcoholic brewery. We've created a lineup of award-winning non-alcoholic beers. Our beers are made with organic grains and start at only 50 calories. Athletic beers are perfect for anyone who loves being healthy and active, but also loves to enjoy great tasting beer with friends. To give us a try, go to athleticbrewingcompany.com and use code ATHLETIC20 for 20% off your first order. We all know what comes with being a fan, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Share a Coke with a friend. Coca-Cola, the official beverage of the Columbia Lions. Welcome. Surprise episode of Morningside Hoops. I know we said we were going to take uh, this week off, but... Emergency episode. It was a bit, <laughs> of an emer- a bit of an emergency pod this week. A combined 4-0 and record for the men's and women's team this past week. The men had a huge comeback, which Mike's going to talk a little bit more about, against Binghamton last Wednesday and won in overtime. And then they, uh, they took care of business on Saturday against Mount St. Vincent. The women came into the week 3-0, and and they got two more road wins. They defeated Lafayette uh, with a nice second-half performance by Caitlin Davis, 72-59. to And then on Sunday, they earned their fourth straight Big East win and started 5-0 and for the first time in program history with a double overtime game that they had a sweat out there at Georgetown, uh, 66-56. And we're here to talk about it. Guys, this is exciting. Yeah. I'm, we're I'm never so losing excited. again. We're never, <laughs> never going to lose another basketball game again. All right. Well, you said it. You heard it. it here first. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Probably we'll not great We'll check back next week with Mike and yeah. uh, He's we'll just he'll report back. No, He's speaking it I'm into trying existence. To. Exactly. But That's Mike, what we try to do. Mike, why don't we start with the men since uh, that was the first game of the last, the last uh, week of games here. Uh, they hosted Binghamton. Uh, Still looking for their first win at the time, down 16 in the second half, and then the huge rally. Yeah, uh, you know, Columbia had to put on a press and, you know, basically created havoc out there, uh, to borrow a term from VCU and Shaka Smart's days. Shaka, yeah. Um, Does he still use it at Tech? Is he still? He I, not, think, not I think he's bringing, he's bringing it back at Marquette. Okay. But okay. that's another podcast. I can't keep track of where Shaka Smart <laughs> is anymore. Um yeah, the, you know, the pressure really got to Binghamton and guys like Xavier McLean, who had been a little bit quiet trying to find his role and everything like that, really spearheaded that comeback, made some big shots and, and stole the ball. Uh, Geronimo Rubio de la Rosa um, also came up big. And, uh, you know, Josh Onowu with 16, 10 and 5, you know, that's just that's a stat line you don't get at Columbia very often. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm doing some research now, finding the last time a player did that. And I, I don't know yet. So. And all these wow. guys you're talking about are all underclassmen. Yeah, of course. Noah Robledo took over in overtime. Yeah. You know, he was he was unbelievable hitting big shot after big shot. I mean, I don't know if we win that game in overtime without his, his big performance, too. And then, you know, you're, what you're seeing now is a little bit from, like, what we talked about with the women's team last week is there's been different guys stepping up. So, like, Liam Murphy played really well his first two games, didn't have a great night on Wednesday but stepped up again on Saturday. So then you're getting it from different angles, and it's it just throws the teams off balance when you have that many players that are capable of beating you. And let's not forget to mention the defensive effort of Luke Bolster out there. 100%. He changed the game in the second half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Luke's been one of those guys all year. He's been 
his plus minus has been consistent throughout the year. He's in he's the top plus minus guy if you're looking at that sort of thing. Um, personally, for me, I, I I like the plus minus stat, but I what I like better looking at when you get our our uh, final reports and everything is the lineup combinations. Yeah. But he makes everybody's lineup better when he's playing because. He knows the offense. He knows how to direct guys, and he he communicates on defense. So he might not get the stats, and this week he had you know better stats. His his minutes went up, but uh, it's those other things, the intangibles that that kind of uh, show up uh, at the end of the day. And the reason I brought up Luke is because I don't know I don't remember the guy's name from Binghamton, but I, he had 29 points with about 10 minutes left in the second half. And then I, you know more more about this than I do. And coach uh, coach put Luke on him, stuck Luke on him, and I don't think that guy scored the rest of the game. Yeah, Tyler Bertram was having the game of his life uh, in front of everybody in Levian on on Wednesday, and you know, a guy I think admittedly, Coach Engels and the team was not, not he was on the scouting report, but not the main focus of it, and he just kind of went off in in the first half and even the start of the second half, and then, uh, you know, it's kind of a team effort, kind of being able to chase him a little bit, and some of it's too. I mean, I, I want to give our defense credit, but. You know, no, it's tough to stay like that hot when you're seven of eight from three point range. You're going to miss a few eventually. And luckily, uh, they came at the end of the game, too, when, you know, the Lions were making their comeback. So um, kind of seen that in the first three games specifically, guys, you know, shooting above averages and kind of beating us that way. It's a little bit frustrating, but eventually that's going to that's going to work itself out. Ali, you were at that game, too, right? Not the one that went into overtime. Oh, okay. I you were at the Mount St. Vincent game. Yes, I okay. was. Well, I let's let's jump into the Mount St. Vincent game. I was going to say, rather than jump back and forth between men's game, women's game, men's game, women's oh game, yeah. let's just continue. Let's continue yeah. here with the men. Before uh, we go to that, though, I, I do want to say, you know, I think psychologically it was important for the men to get a win against Binghamton before going into that Mount St. Vincent game. Oh, 100%. Um, you know, not, you don't want to look past any opponent, but on paper that's a game you're supposed to win. And yeah. You, you know, just important for to keep the, the good vibes going, especially with two road games going this week. Yeah. You feel a little looser going into that Mount St. Yeah, Vincent I mean, let's not, be, that, not that you yeah, think no. you're going to lose the Mount St. Vincent game, but you also, like, we've talked about this earlier in the week, you don't want that. Everybody knows what the, what the Mount St. Vincent game was. Yeah. Like yeah. it, you know what I mean? Like there, there's no, there's no ducking around it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's, it's a tune-up game. It's, to, it's supposed to kind of get yeah. you ready for other things. It's at a, at a little bit of an odd time this year, but the schedule has some weird quirks due to, you know, COVID and travel and everything like that. So, yep. um, you know, they took care of business on Wednesday and, and followed it up with a good performance on Saturday. So, yeah. speaking of that performance on Saturday, fifteen guys—is that—is that everybody on the roster that got into the game? Everybody who was healthy. Everybody who was healthy everybody got was into healthy. the game. Yeah, yep. I was just looking right here. Fifteen guys got in. Liam Murphy with the uh, game high twenty-six. Uh, Mike, talk about it a little bit for us. I know it was—we uh, were doubling them up at halftime, and it was uh, forty-six twenty-three. Second half, though, I'm assuming Coach Angles. You know, you got a lot of guys. And like we said, fifteen guys played. A lot of guys got playing time, and you're not. You know, at that point, you're not worried about winning the game as much as you're worried about getting guys out there. Yeah, M Mount St. Vincent did a good job in the second half, and they did a good job. Uh, they they actually were they were actually very athletic. Um, you see that in the stat sheet. They had a lot of steals, and they actually blocked a few shots. And I don't think our guys were necessarily expecting that. And uh, you know, they they clawed their way back a, a little bit, but you know, it was just it was kind of a team effort. And the, whenever they got a little bit close, we would string together a few shots to keep them at bay in the second half. So. Um, Kudos to them. You know, they didn't. They didn't quit at all. I like that. that game. Kudos to them. They were no, seriously. Little, they they little, didn't quit. Yeah. And that just reminds me of Al Bagnoli. Whenever somebody says kudos, <laughs> that's, a, that's a Al. Where Bagnoli do you think I picked that up from? I've only worked with Al for how many years? Exactly. No, they were very good in transition, though, and I think they 
kept speeding up the game. So I think Columbia, they switched defenses yeah, too. Yeah, they they kept it a, at a very fast pace the entire time, and you can see like Columbia trying to slow it down and be like, okay, let's run our offense, let's do stuff. But no, they were For, very good. No, first time Columbia had seen a zone this year too, and. I thought they did a good job of working the ball around. Probably need to do a little bit more penetrating uh, when they see a zone. But again, they're gonna they're gonna learn from that. Like I think they they kind of wanted to go in one way, and they just need to switch it up a little bit. You know, not just do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Obviously, ball movement is important when you're facing a zone, but um, you got to get to those gaps too and kind of get easy shots. It was a season high in three pointers attempted. They made the, the most threes they've made all season, and now Columbia is um, leading the Ivy League in three point field goal percentage. Oh. The game just makes you, I mean, honestly, the Binghamton game is what, you know, really made you feel good. But, like, like you like you just mentioned, being able to already have that win and play loose. And now you're 500. And now you're 500. And now it's just it's a completely different mentality from probably how the guys were feeling last week. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, I think this group has done a good job of not getting too low after those losses. They understand that they're a young team. They're still learning how to play with each other. Um, so it's going to be – it's going to be a fun ride with this group as they, they keep developing confidence. You know, that's the other thing. It's it's tough to play in basketball. All the, you've seen it too. Like, you need to play with a little bit of a swagger, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you've seen some great Wichita State teams, and you're now you're here and things like that. When you're that young and you haven't done it before, it's tough to get that. And now, it, hopefully, they can start developing some of that. Oh, yeah, 100%. And it's unfortunate that the returners and the starters are out, but I've loved seeing their leadership from the bench. And then also, I think that's helped – the younger guys develop that confidence. So I think all around, I just have loved to see how the team has been gelling, even with their starters and returners on the bench. Yeah, yeah. there's really like not like a hierarchy because everybody's kind of brand new. Yeah. yeah. To your point, Aaliyah, I remember during the men's game, I think it was late in the second, I want to say fourth quarter, and I keep getting confused. Late in the second half, <laughs> uh, I remember during one of the timeouts as Columbia was making the run, Ike Nweke getting up there and getting in everybody's face and just being a great teammate, even mm -hmm. though he's not playing right now. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's the kind of stuff you love to see. Yeah. And I want to shout out, too, because Kyle was doing stats right next to me on Wednesday, oh, and, and yeah, you, you, you called that com comeback. You're like, here they come. I, well, I <laughs> didn't think gonna, it was going to happen that right late. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was about 12 minutes left, and we were down 12, and I was like, all right. We're gonna go down like 15, and then we're gonna make a run. I was thinking maybe and, with like honestly, I was thinking maybe with like eight minutes left or nine minutes left. But uh, when did when did the run start? I, well, like, I mean, I did, I we were talking about this after the game, and I didn't realize it was a 16-0 run yeah. to end the wow. regulation until the I was like, yeah, we trailed by 16, but I don't think I think it was like a 12-0 run. Was no, it, no, it was 16-0. 16-0, huge shot by Zay McLean, like you yeah, mentioned the at back. the end of regulation, the step back and Great. the block. And the, the block, and the, yes, and then the, the block at the end of regulation end to send it to overtime, and then uh, I don't know who our top performer, which we kind of took over in the overtime period. Yeah, we had all the momentum at it that was, point. You know, Binghamton scored the first couple points. It was like, kind of like trading buckets, and then like we talked about, Noah was really hit a couple big That's shots. Right. Um, and kind of, yeah, yeah. Um, he had that corner three, kind of gave a, a Columbia a lot more separation, and we were able to kind of put the finishing touches on from there. They were. That's awesome. And now let's switch gears to the women's team. Uh, while we're recapping games, of course, the women uh, came into the week 3-0. and uh, Last Thursday, they traveled to Lafayette College, coming off a big win uh, at Clemson. Some people maybe thought a little bit of a trap game, but I was thinking, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, Lafayette College came into that game 0-2, but they did lose to uh, Pitt and Duquesne, so they had two tough matchups, uh, road matchups coming into that game. And so this was Lafayette College's home opener as well. So a little bit of extra energy. Uh, 
Columbia went up 33-12 to early in the second quarter. And I don't know. I was never thinking this game's over because mm-hmm. I've just been around basketball too long. Yeah. And uh, Lafayette made a run second half. They got within six at one point in the third quarter. But Caitlin Davis, who we'll talk about more on this podcast, was named Ivy League Player of the Week this week. So Columbia's won them back-to-back weeks with Abby Shue and Caitlin Davis. 15 of her game-high 17 points in the second half really just carried, helped, you know, there's team always a team effort, but if you got a point to single somebody out, carried the Lions to a 72-59 road victory at Lafayette. Uh, Aaliyah, thoughts? Yeah, honestly, um, I was refreshing all the posts on all of the accounts because I couldn't watch the game live, but I I just love this team so much, but it was awesome seeing KD step up like that, especially because you said, what, 15 of her 17? In the second half, 15. That's crazy. And that takes a lot of confidence to do that, to only have two points in the first half and then come back and score that much. But um, in last week's podcast, Abby said even when she's not scoring as well, coach always says just, you know, keep running the offense and keep shooting. So I think that's what happened, and I love seeing that work out for them. And Katie can impact the game in so many ways. That's the other thing. She doesn't have to score to impact That's what I was just about to say. She also had seven rebounds, four steals, two assists, and a block in that game. That is crazy. And a lot of that, like I said, came in the second half. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, And when you're on the road, it doesn't matter who you're playing, when the home team's getting back into the game and all of a sudden they cut a 21-point lead down to six and the crowd's into it, you can throw whatever's on paper out the window because – it's just y- your best against their best at that moment. It is hard to play on the road. It is. I, al- you know, I always say are. that. I always say that to Coach Griffith whenever we win a game on the road this year. <laughs> My thing to her is I'm just like, Meg, a road win. Or I, I say it's hard to win on the road. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter who you Doesn't are. Doesn't matter. Yep. It's hard to win on the road. Yes. You know, consistently, mm-hmm. you know, for sure. Uh, so that moved the Lions to 4-0, and then they traveled on Saturday morning. They left to go down to D.C., for a game against Georgetown uh, with their undefeated record. Georgetown was coming into that game 2-1. and one. Uh, I think, you know, on paper, it almost felt like to me that we, we should have won that game, and I'm sure everybody around the program and the coaches felt, you know, obviously we should have won that game. And we did, but it, we had to sweat that one out in uh, double overtime. Georgetown had some, some longer athletes than I thought they were going to have. I'm not going to lie. And uh, I got uh, – there was a lid – on the uh, on the on the rim there, mm-hmm. I did the pretty much all game long. Uh, Columbia led eight to four at the end of the first quarter. Might be the lowest scoring first half I've ever seen. <laughs> and then you, you, you first quarter, McDonough? I mean. McDonough gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I believe I I remember like the, the rims being very unfriendly when I used to work at Seton <laughs> Hall too. So. Wow. Uh, there was something going on. Nobody, you know, and it, it, and I said this to Coach. Not Griffith. a shooter's gym. I said it, it's very also like I'm sorry, sorry to people at Georgetown right now. It's very dimly lit in there the lighting is Pink not amazing dubs. former club yeah. worker work on that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't think that had anything to do with it i'm not saying anybody's trying to make excuses here but uh columbia led eight to four at the end of the first quarter 22 to 14 at halftime it's and a higher score at the football game after one quarter <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and then in the second half you always know when you're on the road and the game is close that the home team's going to make their run and in the in the third quarter, Georgetown made their run. They outscored Columbia 15 to six. They hit a shot uh, right at the third quarter buzzer to take their first lead of the game, 29-28, uh, heading to the fourth quarter. Uh, and then it was game on. 
uh, from that point on. Because uh, even though the game was close, Columbia was always in control of the game in a mm-hmm. defensive game like that. Because y- you think like an eight-point lead isn't that big of a lead. But in that kind of game where well, both teams are struggling to hit shots, an eight-point lead felt like a su- substantial lead. You know, So for Georgetown to come back in the third quarter and play good defense and hold Columbia and actually take the lead going to the fourth quarter, credit to them. But uh, Columbia did what they had to do. In the fourth quarter, uh, I think there was three lead changes in the fourth quarter. Caitlin Davis, again, with a double-double, 11 points, 10 rebounds. By the time all was said and done, she... Uh, a clutch oh, free throw, too, a right? Clutch, I think that was in overtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I was trying to look. I was trying, I was trying, to, I was trying to look while I was doing this. It didn't work out too well. <laughs> it was tied at 42 late in the fourth quarter, uh, like with about two minutes left, and neither team scored the last couple minutes of the fourth quarter, which was very fitting for that, for that style of game. So the game went to overtime. Uh, Columbia took the lead there at the beginning of overtime, led most of the first overtime, and then Georgetown rallied again, went back up. They had a one-point lead. Caitlin Davis went to the line with 24.7 seconds left in the first overtime, hit one of two to tie the game, and then uh, Columbia played. Columbia held out on defense to send it to a second overtime, and then in the second overtime, it was the Carly Rivera show. Uh, She didn't have any points at the end of regulation. She hit one three in the first overtime, and then with under three minutes to go in the second overtime, it was still the same score, 53-53. She hits a three. Georgetown answers with a layup to get it back to one. And then back-to-back possessions, she hits a three, hits a three. It's a 9-2 Carly Rivera run wow. against Georgetown. There's a minute to go, and Columbia's up 62-55. And at that moment, I feel like you felt like, okay, now, now the game should be over. Uh, but I know, Leah, you were following that game closely, <laughs> you said, as well. Yeah, I was uh, leaving the Jets game, and I was just on Twitter refreshing every single second. I'm like, there's got to be an update. And that's how I was following the game. Do your job, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> I did. No, he was. I, it was, did. Oh, yeah. I was just, like, obsessively <laughs> like, okay, there's got to be another point. I was like, over-tweeting. I, was, I was definitely felt like I was over-tweeting and over-posting during that game because it also was on Flow Sports, so we don't have the same roles that ESPN right. gives us in terms of clips. So I was just putting out as many clips as I possibly yeah, could. I, I also nice knew touch. that a, I also knew that a lot of people weren't going to be able to watch the game because I think you had to pay like thirty dollars to watch mm-hmm. it on Flow Sports. That's the deal that the Big East has uh, this year. So none of their game, I mean, most of their games are on Flow Sports that, that aren't on TV. And yeah. uh, so I tried to get a, I tried to get a lot of highlights up there. Yeah, you know, it felt like I was there. You did yeah. a good job. Uh, you know, appreciate that, Aaliyah. Appreciate mm-hmm. that. Anytime. Uh, but yeah, that third three Carly Rivera hit, it w- was really cool to see as Carly's from Arlington, Virginia, which is right across the Potomac. Is that the right river? Am I thinking of the right one? I don't know. I'm going to have to look that up later. Uh, right across in, uh, from DC in Virginia. Uh, so Carly had about, it felt like about 50 people there. Wow. We, we, I'm going to say this. We had more people. We had, there was significantly more Columbia fans there than there were Georgetown fans. It That's felt like, a col- yeah, yeah. I mean, the gym is very small. Mm. And they only have one side open. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah. They only had one side for, sh- yeah, you're right. So the gym is very small in the first place, and Columbia brought a lot of people, because not only is Carly from that area, but Madison Hardy, so shout out to Madison Hardy as well, got her first minutes of the season, she's been dealing with an injury that she suffered in the in the preseason, she hasn't gotten out there, but Coach Griffith got her out there in the second quarter, uh, she took a shot, I, I was hoping she was going to hit it, she took a three, uh, and then it was, uh, was kind of funny, uh, I was talking to Madison Hardy before the game, uh, when I was doing some of my Instagram posts, and I, s- I saw her warming up, and I didn't think sh- she hasn't dressed all year. And I said, oh, you're going to dress today? And she goes, she goes, yeah, I'm, gonna, I, I'm dressing today. I'm, like, hoping, that, you know, Coach she's going to try and get me out there for a minute or so. She goes, but, you know, as soon as we get on defense, she's going to have to take me out because I can't guard a chair right now. <laughs> 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 oh. And uh, 
it was in the second quarter. She she took that three. She was out, you know, sh- they ran a good offensive play for her. She took the open shot, just didn't go down. And then uh, there was like 35 seconds left in the in that second quarter, and she intentionally <laughs> she intentionally fouled somebody so that she could get out of the game. <laughs> Smart move. <laughs> so that they could sub her out of the game. But it was it was really cool for her to get out there as well. And then the reason I brought her up because she's from Gaithersburg, Maryland, so also very close by to the DC area. So bit of a Columbia home game, you know. That's awesome. Kind of, kind of felt that way. Yeah. That's Even though the Georgetown band was there. And the men will be in the area. That's Soon right. Too, playing UMBC the next week. And will be at UMBC next week. A little week. bit of a homecoming for Josh Odenowu okay. and Asa Shannon. We got a couple guys. games from the DMV, yeah. as they call yeah. it. Yeah. What yeah. does the DMV stand for? District of... I'm going to Google it. No, wait. Dis- no, it's just D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Oh, it's just, I right. think it's just the combination. It's just the combination. The DMV. The, DMV. the Department of Motor Vehicles. That's not <laughs> it. No. I just Googled it. No. <laughs> it's not the Department of Motor Vehicles. Yeah, that DMV no, is a nightmare. It's just DC, uh, second, Maryland, second on the option is a District of Columbia, Maryland, Virginia. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The DMV. It took me a minute. It's Monday. Yeah. It's Monday scary. It is a, a Monday. Bit, so. You know, I grew up in New York. I should have known that when I Googled DMV that I was going to get yeah. the district, uh, not the district, the Department Probably of Motor Vehicles. Vehicles. For sure. <laughs> For yep. sure. But, yeah, and the women moved to 5-0 and with that win. First time in program history. They have started 5-0. and First time in program history that they have started a season with four consecutive road wins. Uh a lot of firsts going on for the women right now. They're starting to get a little uh, attention in the media outlets, which is good to see as well. Uh, and we hope they keep it going. Uh, there's a bunch of games coming up uh, after Thanksgiving. Actually, there's a game that's going to come up the day before Thanksgiving. And there's a game for the men two days before Thanksgiving. So let's start with, let's let's transition to that. Yeah. So men are on the road this week. Uh, two games on Thanksgiving week. So Tuesday, uh, the 23rd at Lehigh, 7 p.m. ESPN Plus game. And then Friday, uh, on the road at BC, a common opponent for Columbia in the Jim Ingalls era, um, going to Chestnut Hill for, I think, the fourth time in s- six seasons. Gotta um, love it. So the women, go back the, there. the women have had a little bit of a back and forth with BC as well. Yeah, yeah, going there. That's a 2 p.m. start on Black Friday. ACC Network Extra uh, game. So if you have ESPN on your cable package, you can, can can watch that game. That's right. Don't even need ESPN Plus, I believe, to watch yep. that. And then Monday on the 29th, uh, the men host Lafayette. So a lot of similar. We got three games before we're going to talk. Before we're going to have another podcast yep. episode here. So. Wow. Uh, you know, games are coming fast and furious in this they non-conference are. schedule. and They are this time of year. We're going to get to finals break before we know it, and then it's going to be Ivy season. That's right. And on the women's side, I, you know, we said three games for the men. The women also are going to have three games. They're home the day before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Eve. Does anybody call it that besides me? I don't know. Uh, the day before Thanksgiving, <laughs> uh, their host, Stony Brook, two 5-0 teams going at it. Columbia 5-0, Stony Brook 5-0. Stony Brook's had some impressive wins, too. They've defeated Rutgers and St. John's, so they're 5-0. You know, just like Columbia's, they're 5-0 isn't against uh, bad teams. But uh, two impressive wins for Stony Brook uh, as part of their 5-0 record, so that should be a good game right here. Schiller Court, Levy and Gymnasium, Wednesday at 1 p.m. to get you a little appetizer for the... Uh, and 50% off tickets. And 50% off... Yeah, I don't think... I think that sale's over. I think it was a 24-hour flash. 24-hour flash out? Yeah. Oh, man. Gotta be quick. Yeah, gotta, 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 gotta be quick. Gotta be quick. So that, you know, you can't get 50% off tickets, but you can still come. And then the women will head to Lehigh as well. They may not play Lehigh, but they're heading to Lehigh. They have, they're going to compete in the, the Christmas, Christmas City Classic. Christmas City Classic. Uh, Saturday and Sunday. Saturday, they will play Mizzou of the SEC at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and then depending, and then the other two teams in that four-team tournament are Lehigh and Ryder. So depending on the result of Columbia-Mizzou, 
uh, and depending on the result of Lehigh Rider, either the you know they'll be either on the winner side or the loser side facing uh, facing one of those two teams. So I'll let you know what to do in Bethlehem when please, I come back. Please, I was just I mean literally I You're was just, just right there fifteen with, minutes yeah. from it uh, at Lafayette, Lafayette yep. so I didn't realize how close they were until I looked at the schedule. And, and we get to see your old friend Jordan McElroy. Oh yeah, he's at Lehigh. Lehigh, yeah. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, he's well, your old friend. He's not just my old friend. Our old friend. <laughs> yeah, our old friend. Yeah, Jordan. McElroy, the old ticket manager. Shout out to Jordan McElroy. Shout out to Amanda Goodwin, the current ticket manager. Yeah. <laughs> Amanda's <laughs> probably more likely to listen, so we got to shout out Amanda. That's true. Shout out to Amanda. <laughs> Amanda Goodwin, you're doing a great job selling tickets for us. And you know, I'm just you should have extended the 50% off deal, but <laughs> you know, that was a. I don't think that was her decision. And then uh, Brendan Bissett. I don't want to leave Brendan Bissett out. Hold on, no. I want to leave Brendan Bissett out. Brendan, keep doing what you're doing. All right, now go. Kay. Can we raise the question if they go six and zero? Is it sixty percent off for twenty four hours? I we're gonna keep upping the. When ante? we were on our external call today, when Miller was bringing that up, I was like, "Is it gonna be sixty percent off?" And then if they off? go seven and zero, uh, if they go ten and zero, you're just gonna give away I mean, free tickets. That's a great deal. <laughs> if it's eleven and zero, we will we pay, we'll pay, pay you to come. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> no, we won't. We can't say that. We can't keep that on record. <laughs> that's why we're not running the marketing office. <laughs> <laughs> would be bankrupt yeah <laughs> but uh yeah those will be the three games for the women as i mentioned home wednesday at the christmas city classic saturday sunday uh before they before our next podcast and then we'll talk about uh the games coming up later that week so guys you know i i said like well, i knew this wasn't gonna <laughs> be a five to i knew this wasn't <laughs> gonna be a five to ten minute episode you know but we had a lot of good things to talk about oh yeah for a lot sure. of good things. Maybe an, maybe another game of Trivalia next week. Yeah, you guys, you got to tune You're in to Trivalia. We're keeping the name. Um, okay. No, <laughs> it's not a travel agency, but it is a game of trivia. It so. is. Inter-squad trivia. Yes. And we'll probably play it with the women next week. Oh uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to look at some of their uh, questions that they filled out. Uh, did you pull that off the sports info questionnaires when they came in, or did you pull that with no, the, 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 the Google marketing. Forms from the marketing? Okay. You know, a little more updated answers. But uh, another game of Trivalia coming up next week. We're going to surprise the women's team. Uh, <laughs> if they listen to this podcast, they'll know that it's coming. But if they don't listen to the podcast, it's going to be a surprise for them. Can't wait. <laughs> Guys, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. everybody. You know, hope everybody out there uh, enjoys the Thanksgiving holiday with their families. Uh, celebrate. E eat good food, you know. I'm going to eat lots of turkey. I'm going to eat lots of gravy. I'm going to eat. I mean, let's see. I'm, 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 my Thanksgivings are pretty standard. Turkey, gravy. Stuffing. Stuffing is the most important part. Mashed potatoes, mashed potatoes. corn. Do you guys do uh, – I'm not a huge fan of cranberry sauce. I don't like See, cranberries. all right, so that's two things. <laughs> There's a stuffing debate in our house because my wife loves just the stovetop. Okay. And then, like, but my mother-in-law – I don't hate the stovetop. My mother-in-law and sister-in-law are great cooks, and they like to do like the scratch stuff. Oh, that's there's gotta so. Taste there's better. like there's like two there's two yeah two yeah. versions of stuffing. I mean, then the cranberry sauce. My yeah. mom does it. Well, my grandmother made it differently. She combined the the canned uh, cranberry sauce, like in like that's all one thing, mm -hmm. with actual like strawberry Jello, whoa, and applesauce and like mixed it uh, together and everything made the jello and it makes this like mix and it's a little bit less tart a little more sweet than your traditional cranberry sauce and that's that's the go-to are you a cranberry person Aaliyah? i am not mm -hmm. unfortunately i feel like <laughs> as the years have gone on i've i've tried i feel like every thanksgiving i try to put some cranberry on the turkey and i you know i'll be like oh this tastes all right but i just don't <laughs> want to eat an entire plate of this yeah 
So more about the gravy. I know it's okay. Different spokes for different. I'm more folks. about the sides, honestly. Like this, Thanksgiving uh, sides, yeah. better than the turkey. Well, even. you grew up in Kansas. Yeah. You know, this episode's just <laughs> getting longer, but it's okay. You grew up in Kansas, so please, ex- you know, tell us uh, Thanksgiving in Kansas. Oh gosh, um, I don't know. It's just like I feel like the same. Like, but actually, this is a this isn't even true because my entire family's from New York. That's so true. But would you celebrate Thanksgiving in Kansas, or would you fly back to New York? Um, well, almost all of my family's in Kansas now. So it's like all of these New Yorkers that are now living in Kansas. But something we did two years ago was we got a Cajun turkey. It was spicy and it was good and it was like not the norm. So I actually really like that. So I'm excited to eat some turkey this year. I call myself a part-time vegetarian because I don't like cooking meat on my own. It scares me. Mm. Um, But you'll eat turkey on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I will. Course. I'm not a vegetarian. Just when okay. I cook, <laughs> when I cook, I'm a vegetarian because I'm afraid to cook meat. Oh, so okay. you know, okay. yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great story for the people. For the people, it's all right. We're keeping oh, it. Oh God. All right. Well, that being said, everybody enjoy your Thanksgiving. You know, eat so, eat lots of food. Watch. You know, I'll be watching. I'm a big Dallas Cowboys fan, so. You know, the Chiefs game, what it was this past Sunday, but hope the <laughs> Cowboys win. And then, uh, you know, buy what you will buy on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And uh, we'll talk to you again. We'll talk to you again. You know, buy Columbia basketball tickets. Yeah. Buy, buy, you know, it's the gift that keeps giving. It is the <laughs> gift right now. It is. For Aaliyah Funchell and Mike Kowalski, I'm Kyle Matrician. We will talk to you again next week.